So scripture reading is from Psalm 62, verses 1 through 9, and then through, we'll turn to Matthew 7, and the gems are going to lead us in reading the scriptures. Psalm 62, verses 1 through 9. My soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will, not, I will never be shaken. How long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him, would, would all of you throw him down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in lies with their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will, nev- I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Low-born men are but a breath. The high-born are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose And the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a crash. When Jesus had finished saying these these things, the, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he had taught who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Father, thank you. Thank you for the gems ministry and how these gems are learning to love you and to follow you, to make you uh, the main part of their life. Thank you for the counselors who are investing in them, pouring their hearts and souls and lives into these girls as well. Thank you for this morning where we're able to hear their, their testimonies and to see how they love you and how they're following you. Lord, we've sung praise to you. We've heard your word. We've, we've confessed sins. We've heard your words of assurance. Now we're digging into your word. Lord, may this service, may this time of worshiping you so deep inside of each of us to shape us and form us more and more into the people you've called us to be. And I pray that the words which will be spoken now, Lord, may they be your words and not mine. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you, Gems, for 
everything that you've been doing and leading us in worship. Uh, I, I love your enthusiasm and how excited you are when you lead us in worship and hearing your stories and listening to you practice in that this morning before the service was really, really cool for me. I think we need to get people like you up here more often to lead us in worship because you're so excited about, about worship and about gems and about who God is as well. So thank you for letting me be part of all this as well. It's really, really neat. And I love the verse that you guys have for this year, a verse that talks about God as a rock, God as a fortress. Here, it's truly he is my rock and my salvation. He's my fortress. I will never be shaken. And I'm thinking, wow, that is really cool. Because sometimes, you know, we go through things happen and we kind of go, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I feel so good about this. I was listening to a, a children's uh, song and it translates this verse a little bit like this. He said, the verse says, he alone is my rock. That's God. He is the one who saves me. He is like a fort to me. I will always be secure. Again, that whole idea of God as a rock and, and there being a fort and a fortress. I grew up in northern Ontario in Thunder Bay. Who knows where Thunder Bay is? Well, I see some people do. That's like a really special, cool place. It is. I grew up there. I... <laughs> well, remember, if you go to Thunder Bay, this is what you get. So... Uh... But Thunder Bay is built on the Canadian Shield. Do you know what the Canadian Shield is? Well, I turned to a dictionary, a Canadian dictionary, because it's a Canadian Shield. And they say that it's the exposed portion of the continental crust underlying the majority of North America. The crust extends from northern Mexico to Greenland and consists of hard rocks. So basically it says Thunder Bay is built on a big rock. A big rock that goes from Mexico all the way up to Greenland. Who knows where Greenland is? Yeah. So that's a huge rock. And, and, and that's what I grew up on. And there's, we got some pictures here to kind of show the area that I grew up in on how there's rock every place. So this is where we went camping. And this is near Rossport, which is a little bit away from Thunder Bay. And this is what we camped on. We camped on rock. And even the trees sometimes find it hard to grow because they have to find cracks in the rock to kind of put their roots down. And then here's a, another picture. We don't have sandy beaches. We have rock beaches. So it's kind of cool because then you can lie in a rock and then you don't get all the sand all over you and everything else. And they get really nice and warm in the summer. So it's like a sauna almost. And then you can jump in the water because a lot of the lakes go really deep, really fast. And then there's one last picture. And that's a picture of where we were camping one time as well. And uh, they got all these little caves in that. And you never have to worry about those caves caving in because they're all just like holes in these big, giant rocks. So Thunder Bay, really cool place. On a rock is really cool as well, even though you might not believe it living here in the prairies. Um, yeah, you guys can dig down like for a long way before you guys hit lots of rocks. Yeah, you want to go there? Yeah, I think it's a really good... You got to talk to your mom and dad, though. You guys got a trailer, though, you can go. 
It's, um, see, my dad built a house when I was younger. And you know how you have to build a foundation so that the house doesn't topple over? Well, we got six inches down in building the foundation, and then we hit solid rock. So my dad, it was really cool. He had to get dynamite. And we had to put dynamite all over the place so that we can kind of blow up the rock so that we could kind of have a smooth place to build the house. Because you can build a house on a rock, but if the, house is all cur- the rock is all curvy, that doesn't work so good. So, but rock went flying all over the place. But I learned how hard and how strong rock is as well, which is really a lot of fun also. So, you know what? And then, and then right around the place where we were living, there was woods. And we would, we would build forts. How many of you build forts? Yeah. So why do you build a fort? Okay, so when you're bored and have nothing to do, yep. It's fun, yep. Oh, because you're outside? When your imagination runs wild. I love that one. It's, uh, but you see, my brothers and I built forts because we had girls in the neighborhood and we were scared of girls. <laughs> we were. Hey, boys, how many boys are scared of girls? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. So we would build forts so we could hide from the girls. But then we felt safe. And that's a little bit about what the, what the Bible is talking about as well, is that a fort makes us feel safe. When you're on a strong rock, you know you don't ever have to worry because it is so strong and solid as well. And that's who God is. God keeps us safe. And God is strong. And we don't ever have to worry that there's anything that's stronger than, than God. You know, and, and it reminds me that... Um, that God saves us from things that scare us. As a boy, we were scared of girls, but there's been a lot of stuff that's kind of scary going on right now. There's a war going on in another country called the Ukraine. And I was on the board of uh, World Missions, and I got to know missionaries, and some of them are working in the Ukraine. And I sent an email out to, uh, to them, and I said, how are you doing I said, are you going to a safe place? Because that's normally what we do. And they said, no, we're going to stay here with the church that we planted. And we're going, to, we're going to just remind them that no matter what happens, that God is strong and God will keep us safe. So that's why we'll be praying a little later on for the church in Ukraine. But we've just gone through two years. It's been kind of a miserable, eh? It's been... COVID, math, all that kind of stuff. You kind of go, oh man. And then there's times when we were scared that if we catch it, we might give it to our grandmothers or grandfathers or, or to somebody who might not be strong healthy-wise. And so there's always that little bit of fear there. And then you know what I was really scared of during the whole last couple of years? It's people fighting and people not being friends anymore. And I really... That scares me a lot, because for me, friendships and people sticking together is really, really important. That was one of the last things Jesus prayed for before he went to the cross, was that everybody would stay, un- stay 
stay united, they'd stay together. And way too often, you know, I saw people kind of drifting apart. I saw friendships breaking up, and it made me really sad and scared that maybe people around me might not, might not stay friends. They might lose their friendships as well. But even though there's scary things going on, God's a rock. He is strong. Nothing can knock him down. Three times in that psalm, the psalmist says, hey, God is a rock and he's strong. Even as big as a rock as a Canadian shield, God is even bigger and stronger than that. And, and because he is so strong and he is solid, he can take away our fear. He can help us to let go of our fear, to not be scared anymore. Jesus tells us that we can trust God because he's our father. Yeah, God is our father. That's pretty cool. What do your fathers do? Or your grandfathers or your uncles? What do they do for you? Hmm? Build? Yeah, yeah. They make funny jokes, yeah, yeah. So my kids never thought my jokes were funny. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but dads and, and, and grandpas, uncles, brothers, they protect you, yeah. That's right, they take care of us when we're scared and we don't know what to do. They embarrass you. You know, honestly, that is one of the most fun things that dads and grandpas get to do is embarrass their, especially their daughters and their granddaughters. There's something special about that. But you can laugh because you know that you're safe with them, that they're going to protect you. They're going to take care of you. And that's, that's what God does as our father as well. And just like your dads and granddads and uncles and brothers, God loves you so, so much. You know, we can't even measure how much God loves us and loves you. And he'll help you when you need his help. I remember walking through the woods with my dad. And we knew that there was bears and that there was wolves in those woods. But you know, whenever I was walking through those woods with my dad, I never felt afraid. I knew that he was going to keep us safe from the bears and the wolves. And it's just like when we walk with God, we know that he'll keep us safe. We don't have to be afraid either. And there's lots of scary things going on when Jesus was born and when he was here on earth. No matter where they went, there were soldiers that were making fun of the people and they were making the people do things they didn't want. And sometimes they would even beat the people up. And sometimes they'd even throw them in jail when they didn't even, have, they didn't even do anything wrong. So there's a lot of scary things going on. And, and then there is the Jewish people, you know, they had the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and they had all these church leaders and that, but they often fought with each other. And you know what I learned growing up is that when people in church fight, that makes me really scared. And I remember my, my grandfather, my Paca, saying, you know what, you don't have to worry when the church people fight. Because God is working to keep them together. They just have to listen. And uh, I thought, oh, that was really smart on my pocket. But the problem is we didn't always listen. And, and, and then we get scared inside. But that's when we turn to God and we say, God, who do you want us to be? How do you want us to live? And that's why Jesus talks so much about who God is as our Father. 
He wanted everybody to follow and to trust in God. He wanted them to see that God was their heavenly father and loved them more, more than anything else. And he taught the people what kind of people they should be, who they should, how they should live so that they can grow strong together, so that they could show the rest of the world who God is as well. And because being chosen to be one of God's people is so special and precious, you know, it should be kind of important for us that we want to make God happy because of how special we are to him. And how do we do that best? What do you think? How do you make your mamas and dads happy or your grandmas and grandpas? By doing chores for them. Yeah. I love that too when my kids do that. Okay, yeah. Visiting them a lot, being with them. Bringing them breakfast in bed. Only if they can cook good. <laughs> Showing love. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Playing with them, spending time with them. I remember my dad saying, you know what makes me really happy? Is that when you do things the way we taught you that you are the kind of people, the kind of children that we taught you to be. Children who follow the rules, who obey God, but who obey the par my parents as well. My dad said nothing made him more sad than when we would do our own things. And then we'd, he'd see that, you know, they weren't good for us, that we were becoming people that he, he was having a hard time being proud of because a lot of times we were selfish or... Or we would do things and sometimes not even realize how we would hurt other people. So doing the right things doesn't make us God's children, but it does show God in the world that we are really happy and proud to be his children. Jesus tells us the story about the house, on the uh, the house being built on the rock and, and the sand. I love this story. You know, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them in practice like a wise man who built his house on the rock, the rain comes down and the storms rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and yet it didn't fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Can you imagine seeing that house, those houses in a storm and, and then watching one of those houses fall down? Well, I found a video. YouTube is great. I found a video of a house that was falling down because of, a, of the storms. It was built on sand. Doesn't that look nice right now? Sandy beach, wave, oops, maybe not. After three hur two hurricanes and a really bad winter storm, 
See how the house is built on the sand? Well, it just washed the sand out from underneath the house. And I don't think there's anything they can do to fix that house anymore so that you can live in it. Would you like to live in that house? No, no. I wonder what the neighbors are doing with their houses. I wonder if they're going, oh no, is my house next? So what do you think the neighbor is going to be doing to their houses? Okay. Yeah. Well, they may not, they can't build them on rocks no more, but yeah. Yeah, they're building kind of foundations made out of rock or cement or something, yeah. Yeah, they can move, but then somebody else has to put up with it. <laughs> I don't know. Problem is, they probably weren't going to get a whole lot of money for their house no more. So, uh, but yeah, so those, that house is falling down. And the houses around there, uh, I looked it up, and they actually had to start building big concrete pillars under their house because they knew it was only going to be a matter of time. And they began to build break, uh, breaks, getting all kinds of rocks right in front of their house to build, uh, to, to brace their house up again. And Jesus says, when you live the way that I tell you to, you know, then you don't have to worry about your life kind of going, oh, you know, you can live without fear. You can live with hope. You can live in really special ways. And, and how did Jesus taught us to li- live? Well, it was just in that whole passage before that where he said, you know what? Um, if, if you're humble and if you care about other people, if, if you're light and salt, what does it mean to be light and salt? Have you ever heard a sermon or a lesson on that? Well, being light means that you're being hope. And that you're helping people to see Jesus. And being salt is like when you bake bread and you don't put salt in, it tastes really bad. But if you put salt in, it tastes really good. And we're supposed to be people who make our communities taste a whole lot better. You know, as Jesus says that anger and murder are wrong. And that men and women need to treat each other. Boys and girls need to treat each other with respect and with honor. And take marriage seriously. Jesus teaches us to be careful with our words, especially the words that we talk to God with. And, and loving enemies instead of hating is really important. And being generous shows love as well. And Jesus gives us the Lord's Prayer where he talks a lot about forgiveness. And Jesus tells us to make God more important than anything else and not to judge others. Jesus tells us to keep coming to God and to keep seeking God. And that's what Jesus says is a rock in our lives, is when we make God most important and when we listen to how Jesus taught us to live, you know, we're going to have really strong lives. We're going to be able to show everybody else that, hey, you know what? It is really cool and special to follow Jesus. And a big part of who Jesus is is that he obeyed God just like he calls us to obey him. When Jesus was getting ready to to go to the cross, he went to a garden to pray by himself. And do you know what he asked God in the garden? Anybody? Take this cup from me. He's saying to his father, please, I don't want to do this. This is going to be so hard. I'm going to be taking the sin of the world on me all by myself. 
And it is going to be horrible. But then what did Jesus say after? Take this cup from me? Do you remember what he finished the prayer with? Not my will, but yours be done. Jesus obeyed the Father, even though it was going to be really, really hard. And sometimes obeying Jesus, obeying God, is really, really hard. Because we know if we do the things that Jesus tells us to, that God tells us to, sometimes people are going to make fun of us. Sometimes they're going to, they're going to say, oh, you're so dumb. Like, why do you do that? Don't you want to have fun in life? And they're going to call you goody two-shoes or all kinds of names. And sometimes they might not even be friends with you anymore. And that's when Jesus says, if you keep following me, if you keep obeying me, I'll make you strong so that you don't have to be afraid of what other people think. Instead, you'll say, hey, God, I want to make you happy more than anything else. And to do that, we obey him and we follow him. So even if, even if it's hard, remember that even adults have a hard time obeying God sometimes when it comes to doing something that they don't want to either. But your moms and dads, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents uh, and friends of the family, the adults, I would encourage you to say, hey, when you followed Jesus, even when it was hard, how did that make you feel? Did it make you stronger or weaker? And I am hoping that you're going to tell them it makes us stronger. It's, uh, because it does. It makes us stronger. And the more that we follow Jesus, the stronger we become and the easier it becomes as well. And then it'll come to a point where everybody around you will look and say, wow, there is something really special about who you are. You know, no matter what goes on, you're always happy. You're always confident. You're always strong. But that's because you built your house, your life house, on the rock of God. So you guys got a great verse this year. Got a great story that you're going to be, uh, you can talk about with your family. And I pray that you will build your house on the rock, that we'll all build our houses on the rock. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for these pictures of, of you that you put in the Bible, of you as a rock, solid and strong and mighty. Of, of being a, a fortress, a fort where we can be protected and safe and we don't have to be afraid. Of, of, of being a people who obey you so that we become stronger as well and, and we can show the world you know, how strong we are because we follow you and obey you. But Lord, we can't do it on our own. We need your Holy Spirit. We need each other. We need the church to help us to follow you and to be strong in you. But thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your teaching. Help us to make you happy, to make you proud. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.